three, two, one, and action. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Movement. We're your hosts, Stefan Allen and Trevor Miller. Let's hear it. Oh, my God. That was good. That was a pretty good intro, I think. I think it was good. What do you guys think? We'll wait for your response. Let us know. Thanks for listening. All right. Let's do it. Howdy doody. How y'all doing today? Don't everybody answer at once. Something we're doing. This is a different podcast because it's both of us, but it's shorter. Shorter. We're just going to get into it. We're going to get it and get it out. So hopefully you guys um, enjoy. And we have another longer version episode that will be out. Full length episode. That I probably am gonna publish before this one. Nice. Okay. I was actually meant to publish it last week, and there's a little bit of editing I have to do, and I keep forgetting to do it. So that is a uh, cold hard truth episode. So toads my be. Yeah. It'll be on there, and it'll be good. Um, but if you are, I like how Trevor said this last time, and so I'm gonna say it again. If you are new, welcome, and if you have been here before, welcome back. We appreciate you. Appreciate the support. Um, all we asked through these podcasts, our goal is to be as consistent as possible. We're getting better. We have a schedule. We have a routine that we're working on for ourselves and just being efficient in the gym and as owners. And we both feel really good about it. And I think something important to know about just any routine or schedule you're making for yourself is you're not going to nail it right away. Like mm-hmm. there's going to be bumps in the road. You're going to forget. You're going to go through growing pains, all this stuff. And that's normal. But don't let that knock you off your track. Right. Or just you, Or you might nail it right away and then fall off. Yes. We've done that many times. Bottom line is just keep going. Just keep moving. So our goal for this podcast is to, again, bring you guys consistent value, consistent episodes, different types of episodes. And all we ask in return is that you help us grow our platform, help us spread our message. And you do that by sharing the podcast on your social media, texting it to a friend or family member, bring reviewing it. us, bring bringing it up in conversation, conversation, all those things. Those are all great areas and great ways for you to, to help us out. So. We ask and that if you do you that. Have like a million dollars you want to donate, you can do that too. Yeah, we'll take you money. Can donate however much. You can. I mean, we'll take it. You can. I'm that's, down. That's great. Um, we're open. We're definitely so, open. So appreciate you guys. Thanks for the support, and let's get into the episode. Do what we know what we're talking this? What season is it? Do we know what we're talking this? Do we know what we're titling do we know this? What we're talking this? Not yet. Uh, I don't know yet. Maybe we'll we'll probably come up with a title. Season sounds cool. I don't know why. Seasons. I thought you were saying that was the title. Sounds like a Netflix series. Seasons. Sounds like it should be a... Coming this fall on Netflix in the fall. Or is it the summer? Doesn't matter. It's about seasons. seasons. Starring Will Ferrell, Trevor Miller, Stefan Allen. And Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Also, Cooper Cup, Cooper play, Cup. playing Cup Cooper. <laughs> if you don't know football, then that's not going to be funny to you. <laughs> Anyways, we'll come up with the title. What does that even mean? You said MVP ever? He's the MVP ever. 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 Doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It's just ever. But somehow dot, dot, dot. try to make it make sense. I'm the MVP ever. I'm the, hey, bro, I'm the MVP ever. MVPE. MVP Okay, we're getting off track. Um, but Seasons is kind of what we're talking about. We don't know what we're going to name it. Anyways, um, I think this podcast, this episode is going to be really beneficial because I feel like a lot of people are going to be able to re- relate to this right now, especially if you live in the Midwest because the weather is shitty. Or for example, it's awesome. Which one is it? Well, for example, today, the, the high, or right now, the high of today is 65. It's 64 right now on my watch. And the low is actually. Let me look. The low. Well, it said the low was nine on my weather app. Now on my watch, it says forty-eight at midnight still. And just so you guys know, I don't know. We are in Columbia, Missouri, and we're supposed to get two to four inches of snow starting at five a.m. tomorrow. And some ice too. It's going to be fifty-four degrees until like two a.m., and then all of a sudden it's going to drop to below freezing in a matter of a couple hours. And then we get two inches, four inches of snow and ice. We'll see. Either way. Um, so I think this topic will be relatable, especially if you live in the Midwest. 
Um, so let me just set the stage. So first of all, this morning in class, one of our members was just talking about how she kind of has been feeling down lately, like out of routine. And she immediately said, I know a lot of it is, has to do with my, um, she said, I'm not eating the best and I'm not uh, drinking as much water as I need to. Um, and then another member chimed in and was, you know, made chimed? it chimed, 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 chimed or chirped, chipped, whatever, chimed. jumped in <laughs> and got in the, conversation. the conversation and said something about, well, the weather has a lot to do with it because Missouri weather sucks. It's, you know, it's the, the other day we like all had spring fever and then now we're talking about snow again. So um, after that happened later on, like a little couple of hours ago. Um, someone again said something about just this time of year and the season that they're in and, um, just kind of like seasonal depression and things like that, which is a real thing. So talk to Trevor and we're like, let's do a podcast about that. And here we are. And here we are. Doing podcast about MVP ever. That's right. So I think like just to start it off, understand that it is totally normal to go through this concept of whether you want to call it seasonal depression um, anxiety, stress, or feeling like you're not quote unquote motivated. I mean, we're emotional. Yeah. That, and it's like, we we're into the new year, you know, a month and a half now. And, and this is like the time of year when people just start, yeah. Like falling off and and feeling kind of shitty. And so I think it's just the number one way to combat this is understanding it's normal and not thinking like, Oh, I suck. Or I, I'm not, motivated what's enough or I, yeah or what's wrong with me or i don't have what it takes it's like no you do you just have to we're going to go through through some things in this episode um but you have to understand that it's normal and everyone feels that way and i was even talking to trevor when i was explaining this um us as gym owners and if you know us or have met us before like we are very high energy we're for the most part always upbeat up tempo in a great mood we have our days but there are days and times when we're just like damn Fuck it. <laughs> to put it to put it simply yes that is very much um our mindset but i think yeah, something if wanna, that if you want to kill us just go ahead <laughs> if you want to kill us just go ahead and do it because we don't even care anymore but i think that's something that sets us apart and not trying we're not trying to like toot our own horns but i think it's just it's honest and real is we know that we are in control after that initial feeling of like oh man i feel shitty yeah it sucks okay so yeah now what yeah and that's it and i think a lot of people feel like they're not in control like people feel like they they have um there's no hope or i can't do anything about it or i always feel this way well here i am i just i guess i better just go through it right and it's like that might be true but there is a but and it's like what next like you have you have everything in your power to control what happens after that initial feeling can you always control your feelings and your thoughts and things like that. No, you can't, but you can control what happens after that. And I think that's the most important thing to focus on in. And that's what we want to focus on is like, man, up into a certain point. Yeah. You might not have a lot of control of what pops in your mind or a thought or a feeling you might have, but you always have control with what happens next. And that's where we kind of want to camp out at. So, um, anything actually, yeah, something that I always like to say when I'm, when I'm going through, whatever emotion or I just am having a down day or even if it's I'm not having a down day, but something happens. I always like to say, so what now what? Okay. So whatever it is happened, you got a flat tire or you're having car troubles or, or maybe you're just having a, a rough mental day where nothing really even happened. You just are feeling down. It is what it is. Acknowledge it. Now do something about it. Um, And I think that's where most of us get stuck is especially on the hard mental days and probably more so on the days where you can't even figure out what's actually wrong. I think that's where Mm -hmm. I struggle the most because if, if I get a flat tire or something happens to piss me off, I at least know what happened to piss me off. And I'm like, I, it's almost like I can blame it on that thing. I'm in a pissed off mood because this happened and I'm just mad right now. Yep. Um, But the hardest days for me are when, I'm struggling mentally and I don't even know why. Yeah. Like I'll, I'm, I'm pretty hard on myself just internally. Um, and on those type of days, like I literally will cuss myself out <laughs> inside my brain and be like, 
the fuck is your problem? Quit being a bitch. Like, you don't even have a reason. You just are in an upset mood for nothing. Like, yeah. literally nothing's wrong. Yeah. You're just in a bad mood. And I think most of us get stuck there, and we just sit in it. And we just think, well, it is what it is. I can't do anything about it. Yeah, this and is my day. That's the biggest misconception of, well, I'm just here I am and I can't I'm just stuck here. Yeah, I'm just going to be here in this shitty mood because most of the time we just don't feel motivated to get out of it. And yes, we don't feel motivated. And I think a lot also with that is with our lack of motivation. This might be together with that thought is not only do we have a lack of motivation, but it's almost like what's encouraged in today's society is that like, okay. woe is me. Yeah. Like I feel bad. Like I, I just feel like that's pushed so much. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what should be pushed is like, you are fucking strong. Like you have what it takes to, to get out of this funk you or have full power to do to get out of it. And it's like everyone, I just feel like we live in this society where a lot of people are just like, they want to sit in that because that's where they get the most attention. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're somebody who is upbeat and I'm just kind of speaking from experience here, but if you're someone who is upbeat or on it all the time or highly motivated or, you know, whatever, like you feel like no one really pays attention to you because it's like, Oh, you're good. Or he's good. Or she's good. I don't need, you know, but it's like the, the attention comes when we feel down and when we feel sad and, you know, whether people can sense that through our social media or in person, and that's when we get attention. Oh, hey, I saw you're down today. What's wrong? Are you okay? You're okay. You don't seem like your normal self. And like people crave that so much that they just allow themselves to sit. Just stay there. Because they're like, whoa, this is the only way I get attention. Right. And if that's the case, then there's a lot of things to unpack there. But it's just like, man, that's not healthy. Like no. it doesn't help at all. And if, the, like I was saying, if that's the case, you need to surround yourself with better people. Yeah. They only give you attention when you're down. Like, that's not the kind of people you want because that's 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 saying that's what they encourage right and i think like if we kind of take a step back and acknowledge that and see that that is a reality for a lot of us man don't just fall victim to society's um i guess okaying so to speak of this woe is me mindset and lifestyle because shit doesn't get done when you're like that society Society now, especially over the last couple of years, has just transformed into get as much pity as you can, I feel like. Like, play the victim. Andy says this pussified yes, world. Like, he always says that all like, that. Nothing is your fault. Mm -hmm. It's always somebody else's fault. Pity is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, just feel sorry for yourself. Feel sorry for everyone else. Mm -hmm. And I have, like, that drives me fucking bad shit crazy yeah i can't stand it yeah um even if something bad does happen in my life the last thing i want is pity yeah. i can't stand it yeah i can't it makes me feel helpless um and it just it makes me feel pitiful yeah. like it makes me feel like i am not like people look at me as as if i'm not able to do anything yeah like oh man i'm so sorry i don't i don't want that shit i don't want that and I'm thinking of like, I've heard this, I heard this so long ago. Um, like if someone in your, you know, a friend or family member passes away and people go up to you and what, what do people say? I'm so sorry for your loss. Yeah. Thanks. And it's like, when you think about that and this, I'll get it to you in a second. When you think about that, it's like this person, I forget where I heard it, but they're like, don't apologize. Cause you didn't, you didn't, do you, didn't do, you don't need to say sorry. Cousin? I get the concept of you're <laughs> trying to show empathy, right. but what that does it kind of feeds into that person being rightfully so obviously yeah. being down being sad depressed whatever it is yeah, it, like there's no like you're not bringing any positivity or energy to it and on the flip side what they said was instead of saying i'm sorry you lost this person or whatever like you can acknowledge it but do it in a way that brings energy and it's like man what what's like an awesome memory you have that is insane to me that you're bringing this up because i can't remember who it was it was this week I was coaching noon class. Who was it? Oh, it was Julie. It was Julie. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. She had to go to Kansas City for a funeral. Yeah. And she was just like, man, I just hate funerals. And I was like, I mean, who loves it? Right. Yeah. Like, everybody hates funerals. Um, and she was talking about how the person who passed, like, it was her friend's dad. And 
he before he passed he was like i don't want a lot of people at my funeral mm. i don't want a big party like i just want you to bury me in the backyard that's yeah. literally what he told his family yeah and so i was talking with julie a little bit and i was like whatever you do it's just crazy that you said this because you weren't even here mm. whatever you do don't go up to that person and say i'm so sorry for your loss mm. go up to that person and say man I remember this one time your dad said this and yeah. it was hilarious. Yeah. It cracked me up. Like, yeah. Or I remember this one time we all did this and I had such a good time. Yeah. Um, because you got to think about the people who, the family members who are going through this, like how many people go to them and say, I'm so sorry for your loss. Right. Like it gets old. And it's um, like half ass. Like it, you're not even, you're not like, what does that mean? You it's just like, it's, it comes from good intentions. Right. I totally it does. Get that. Yes. I understand that. I'm sorry for your loss. Like you don't, mean anything bad by that but it's just but so routine it's in it's ungenuine yeah it really is it is it's just a it's it's a cop out for i don't have anything else to say. yeah so I'm just I don't say, know. sorry for your loss yeah and again we're not like calling people who say that like we're not bad people because like no, trevor said he said it great bad, like you had good you we know you have good intentions but again it's like what are you doing in that situation are you bringing that situation as much energy and positivity as you can because you obviously know they're sad they're heartbroken. They're down. Like, yes, you get that. But is saying, I'm sorry, going to help? Is it going to help anything? No, all saying, I'm sorry for your losses, doing is confirming that they have every right to be down and sad and pitiful. Right. And it sounds harsh. Yeah. Given the circumstances of the funeral, I right. know that you're automatically going to be sad. But just going back to what you said is like, it just keeps them in that down spot. Yeah. It just keeps them there. Yeah. 100%. And, so it's like instead of saying that, just be like, "Man, what was what was your favorite memory about yeah, this person?" Ask them. Or what was so? What did they? What kind of a person were they? Did you get in trouble? Like, just ask them about memories because it's going to. Yes, will it? Can it trigger something and make them a little bit sad and teary-eyed? Yes, but them getting the opportunity to express like love and gratitude or express a memory about that person that they probably haven't had a chance to yet. Like that's you bringing energy and positivity and kind of changing or flipping the script, if you will, on that whole concept. And I don't know how we got on death in the first place, but it, it just goes it just goes into, yes, this whole mindset of like staying where you're at when when things are bad or when you feel negative or when you feel sad. It's like you have so much power to to flip the script and get out of that negativity and mindset. You just have to look for it, search for it, and surround yourself with people who bring out positivity and good good vibes as much as as much as they can in your life. Because if they're not, it's like it's drowning. Yeah, and the first thing you have to do is like, you have to acknowledge it. Like, okay, here I am. Like I said, so what? Now what? You do have full control over your actions, and you can gain full control over your thoughts. Yeah. You don't have control really over impulses. Mm. Um, it's just natural. It's instinctual. But if you give yourself a second to think, um, you have control, full control over your actions and your thoughts going forward after that initial thought, just by using logic and reason. Yeah. Um, it's real easy to say, man, this sucks. Fuck this. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to sit here. But if you think through that logically, how much sense does it make to just be like, I'm in a bad mood. I'm just going to keep being in a bad mood because fuck everyone. Yeah. Like how much yeah. is that? Is that going to help you at all? Yeah. And then guys, we realize this is not easy. No, it's not. Like it is it's not easy to get to this point. And it's going to be something that you have to constantly practice every time you have this feeling of feeling down, stressed, anxious, um, depressed, unmotivated, whatever word you want to use. You have to practice. It's something you have to practice. And like we said in the beginning with our like, schedule and routine we're trying to create for ourselves like you either maybe the first time you do it you feel great and you're like oh this is awesome but it's going to come up again and maybe you suck at it maybe you yeah. completely forget to do it and you're just down for a day or two and that's forgetting yeah that's big thing. yeah like, yeah i've been working on my mental state for the last three years yeah um i've been reading a book called the daily stoic it's a one year it's one page a day for an entire year it's by ryan holiday and it's all about uh stoicism mm -hmm. which is like using logic and reason to think through everything um and just to be completely level-headed and everything ups and downs yeah um never getting too high never getting too low and i've been doing this for three years i've been i just every year i just restarted i just keep going yeah. 
Um, and I'm still nowhere near where I want to be, where I know I should be. Um, and it's just going to be a continuous work in progress. And when we're, we're telling you guys this, but don't think for a second that we're saying we're good at this. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say I'm good at it. Yeah. Getting better. I'm just getting better. Making progress. I'm good at acknowledging to myself, like I'm in a shitty mood and I need to do something about it. I'm not good at doing something about it. Yeah. But you're better at what, than what you used to be. I used to be. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's the key. And like, just guys understand that you're not going to get it right, right away. You, you might, but you're going to get it wrong again. And you're going to have days where you're just like, man, I felt shitty all week or I felt great this week. Like you're going to have these ebbs and flows of your mood, especially like the whole concept of this whole podcast is like the seasons and the weather. Unfortunately for a lot of people that plays a big role, right? But you can't control the weather. You can't control the temperature. You can't control when the sun comes out and when it goes down. Can't control traffic. Can't control traffic. Oh, I said that. <laughs> you're talking to yourself, <laughs> but you can control again, like Trevor said, what happens next? Like what happens next is 100% in your control. And that's what we just want to continue to encourage you guys to think about, to process, to write down, um, and to just continue to work towards this whole concept of like, man, I have the power. I can control this. I have everything I need to control this. I just have to decide to control it and to take that action. Yeah. And, and just reiterating, you have the power, you have control, you are in full control of you. Nobody else can control you. Nobody. And that goes, I mean, I say this all the time, like, even if somebody's holding a gun to you, I can't stand when somebody says I have no choice. I had no choice. Tries me. Another thing that drives me batshit crazy. You always have a choice. Yeah. Even if somebody's holding a gun to your head and says, if you don't do this, I'm going to blow your brains out. Yeah. You still have a choice. You can choose to not do it and get your brains blown out. Or yeah. you can yeah. choose to do what they're telling you to do. Um, but within your own mind, you absolutely have a choice. You control your power. You can you control your sorry, you control your actions, you control your words, you control what you do. Um, and while we're sitting here saying that it's okay to feel this way, it's okay. Everybody feels it no matter what, how they come off in person, no matter how they come off on social media, no matter what they say. Every, I promise you, everybody goes through this shit at some point. Yep. Um, and probably a lot more frequently than you yeah. realize. Yeah. Everybody goes through it. So yep. it's okay to feel like that. It's not just you. It's it's not some chemical imbalance that you have. It's human. Yep. Everybody does it. But what's not okay is to just sit there and soak in it and not do something about it. Yep. And that's where your power comes into play. Yeah. You have a control to, to get up and do something. Um, so in this time of weird seasonal changes, especially in the Midwest, um, we wanted to talk about this just because it, it got brought up and it's something that I think everybody thinks about living around here. Um, Mother Nature likes to tease us a little bit <laughs> and it's very easy to be like, oh my God, sun shining, birds are chirping, it's 55 degrees. Um, and then tomorrow we're supposed to get four inches of snow. So it's very easy to get caught up in the ups and downs, but we want to give you guys some pointers and, and action moves to take when you sense yourself feeling like this. Yeah. So what, what would you say is the number one thing to do when you, after you acknowledge, after you realize I'm in a shitty mood, yeah. what do I do now? What's the first thing I could do? The best thing I could do? I, easiest I, thing. Easiest thing you guys can do, easiest thing you guys can do, and and I think Trevor nailed it when he said acknowledge it. I think even before what I'm about to say, like that is one of the things you have to do because if you ignore it and think you don't have what it takes or think you can't control it, then you've already lost because you're just going to sit there. So number one, I would say is acknowledge it. And something that I like to do, and this is a part where you guys, if you want to pause it, go get a pen and piece of paper or anything like that uh, and take some notes down. This is a, this is a part. So we're going to give you guys four ways that you can control. And Trevor said the word control a lot. And I think that's important because again, understand you can control, you can, you just have to believe that, know that, and then start to do it. Um, So I would say the number one thing is acknowledge not only how you feel, but acknowledge your progress, acknowledge that you have, you know, like Trevor said, he's not where he wants to be, but he has made significant progress from three years ago to today. So if he allows himself to just say, okay, I, I have made progress. Uh, I, I used to be like this, 
And now I'm like this, like that is something that can intrinsically kind of motivate him and encourage him and something he can use to his, uh, to his, to his, I guess, potential um, to kind of get out of that situation. So I would say acknowledge your progress. Number two thing I would say to do is change your environment. Like a lot of us, when you think of not only sitting in there, like metaphorically, but like literally sitting where you're at or in a place that brings you bad mood, bad moods or negativity, like if you just constantly are there, whether it's in your house or at your office or at the gym you go to or whatever it is, if you just sit there and you're in it, you can't expect things to change because it's the same environment, right? right. If you change your environment, you know, whether it's like, man, I'm in my office and I usually feel like I have a shitty mood coming when it, whenever it gets like one to two o'clock. But now lately, I'm going to decide when that one to two o'clock hour hits. I'm going to go outside if it's nice enough, sit on the bench and, you know, get some work done or whatever, or just go out there for 10 minutes to like circles. boost your mood and energy up. Stretch. So if you change your environment, like that plays such a big role in empowering you. And it's like, man, that was a shitty situation. I got up, I went outside, walked around, did some jumping jacks or whatever. Now I feel so much better. So number two would be change your environment. Number three, obviously you guys knew we we're going to hit on this is movement and fitness. Like movement and fitness increases your endorphins. It gives you an energy boost. And we learned that in a big way when we did our sweat for impact, because we would be dead tired at 2 a.m., at 3 a.m., at 4 a.m. when we did the 24 hours of fitness. But every time we did an exercise, we had an energy boost for at least the next 20, 30 minutes. So we know firsthand um, that exercise and fitness, that brings energy, that brings excitement, that brings some joy, some concept of joy and happiness so I think if you guys can start to incorporate, you know, maybe afternoon you just do. And honestly, when you guys were out there talking, I was in here. I did 10 jumping jacks. I did 10 squats and I did 10 pushups. I didn't even need to, but I know how good my body feels when I move. Yeah. And so it's like just do 10, 10, 10 jumping jacks, pushups and air squats. You'll feel a lot better. So that's number three. And then number four, something I'm really big on lately. We put it in our bigger uh, newsletter, but it's called box breathing. So how you do box breathing. And this is a way for you to reduce stress reduce anxiety, kind of feel better, clear your head. How you do box breathing is this. You do a three, anywhere from three to five second inhale. Okay. As big as you can, as big as you can. Three to five second hold. So you're going to hold that breath for three to five seconds. Then you're going to exhale all of that air out of your lungs, three to five seconds, get it all out. Then you're going to do to finish it up three to five seconds of either like some recovery breathing or just no breath where you're just there and you're just in the moment. You do this with your eyes closed. And if you got guys, if you do that for like three to four sets of that cycle, then you will feel so much better. Your mind goes to a good place. Your body starts to relax more. That helps reduce, reduce cortisol. Um, and it just, it just feels better. I've been doing it in the shower every night when I go home and it's something that I think is so is huge. Just extremely underrated. It is. I breathe all day. Breathing isn't going to help me. Do you know how many breaths we take a day if you had an average or if you had a guess? If I had to guess. I just I looked it up the other day. So that's how I know. I'm going to guess probably like 20,000. 22,000. <laughs> we take about 22,000 breaths a day. That's crazy. So something you do so frequently, you would think I should probably pay attention to how I'm doing it. And a lot of us, we can get into this topic later, but we breathe like into our chest and into our neck. And like, that's where we hold stress and tension. tension. Right. So this box breathing, it forces you to breathe. We call it diaphragmatic breathing. It forces you to breathe into your belly, which pulls your shoulders down, which relaxes you a little bit more. Um, and it it's super helpful. Off your spine, off your neck. Yeah. Off of your shoulders. Yes. Can reduce headaches. Yes, absolutely. Can do a lot of stuff. So, so yeah, um, do those things, those four yeah. things. Um, so that's Steph's list and my list is a little bit different. Some of the same things, but a little bit different. And keep your notepads out and some things I put in a different order. So my number one thing is to just move mm -hmm. no matter where you're at, depending on the situation. Like obviously if you're in a heated argument, get out of there, yeah. change your environment. But if you're just hanging out by yourself, sitting on the couch and you're just in a weird funk, in your living room or in your bedroom, my number one thing is get up and just move for, for a minute or so. Like Stefan said, 10 jumping jacks, 10 pushups, 10 air squats, like just get moving. Yeah. If that doesn't work, go outside. Um, rain or shine. Sunlight has so many benefits and you guys can go look this up. Just mm. Google it. Benefits of sunlight. So much more than you realize. 
just by being outside and that's whether it's raining or, or whether it's cloudy or sun sunny yeah. outside because your body is still absorbing those sun rays even through the clouds and just being outside outdoors in nature is so beneficial um in, in a ton of ways so my number one is move depending on the situation my number two is change your environment again those two things can be flip-flop depending on the situation um and then my number three thing is do something that you know you typically enjoy doing, mm-hmm. whatever that might be. Um, it could be playing a video game. It could, even if you're not in the mood, it could be watching a movie that you've seen a thousand times, but you know it never fails to make you laugh or make you smile or put you in a good spot. Um, it could be calling a, a relative or a friend, somebody that always brightens your mood again. You, this, this is something you have to do, even though you might not feel like it right now. Yeah. It's something that you know always brings your mood your mood up. Yeah. It always makes you happier. Um, so do something that you typically love doing, even though you might not feel like doing it right now. Mm. Um, something I like to do when I'm just in a pissy mood for no real reason, or if I'm in a pissy mood for a legitimate reason, is... I watch something funny. Like I'll go into YouTube and I'll type in something that I know always makes me laugh. You guys are going to think I'm stupid, but if you say cat videos, you can thank me later. Just look it up, go to YouTube and type in mooning and people. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) I die laughing. No matter how bad of a mood I'm in, I will die laughing every time. And I die. It's not the act of moaning in someone's ears. What these guys do to go to somewhere like Walmart, and they'll sneak up behind somebody that's looking at a shelf and they'll just get in their ear and, uh, and those people's reactions get me every single time. What? It is people's reactions are hilarious to me. So watch something funny to, uh, to bring up your moods. If you're just in a down mood, just type something in funny. Yeah. Just type something in funny. Um, I already said call someone that goes into to doing something you typically love to do. Um, maybe you don't like calling people, but if there's someone that you're constantly around uh, that always puts you in a good mood, give them a call. Even yeah. if it's, like I said, if you're in a bad mood and you're just like, I really don't feel like talking on the phone, just give them a call yeah. and be straight up with them. Like I'll, I'll call Stefan and be like, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me, but I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. And usually the next thing that comes out of his mouth is quit being a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Something along those lines. Um, so just call somebody that you know is going to, one, call you out. Yeah. And has good intentions. With good intentions. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's more more important. Yeah. Um, but just talk to somebody. Yeah. Talk to somebody and be like, after you've acknowledged I'm in this bad mood and I can't get out of it. Yeah. Tell them that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are, those are my things. I like writing things down as well. Um, I think something you, you like to do, which I don't, you didn't say it, but I don't even know if you realize it. Um, you like to drink whiskey, to do things. And I'm big on this. I, I think I might've talked about it in a different podcast before, but just the concept of doing things that bring you energy. Mm -hmm. And I know for you, organized productivity brings you energy yes whether that means i just told you yesterday i'm a laborer i that like to actively work on things but i also think more than that because your mindset has shifted so much from i'm a worker to i'm an entrepreneur mm-hmm. that business call we had yesterday like that brought you energy oh dude i just texted kyle today and i was like dude after every we've only had two calls yeah and after both calls I've fired the fuck up. Yeah. And I've, my words to him were, they fire me the fuck up and I feel completely unstoppable. Yes. Yes. 100%. Yeah. I can concur that feeling. Yeah. So, my advice, just to add to everything we've both said, is like, do things more that bring you energy, whether that means a group call, whether that means, um, for me, it's like I love talking one on one to people, mm-hmm. like if they have an issue or a problem and me trying to help them. Um, doing a podcast always brings me energy. I feel focused. I feel fired up. I feel productive. Like we're moving. Um, so guys just do things that bring you energy. Even if it's like, I love how Trevor said, like if it's a video game, like if it's something you enjoy and brings you energy and you have the time to do it, like just do it. Don't worry about what other people think or say, 
do it's this we're talking about you here we're talking about your health we're talking about your wellness we're talking about things to help bring you up and the better that you are mentally physically emotionally spiritually all those areas the better that you are the better you can be for other people if you don't take care of yourself, you don't do things that bring you energy, if you don't exercise, if you don't eat well, if you don't get sleep, if you don't manage your stress and all this stuff, if you this don't breathe, yes, if you don't do those things, you're not going to be beneficial to other people. You're going to be a fucking anchor. Yes. Don't. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm, I was don't thinking. Don't be an anchor. Don't be an anchor. Uh, uh, I can't think of it, but it Here's was something, something along yeah. those lines. If I think of it, maybe I'll say it later. But yes, that's it. But so do things that bring you energy, especially if and when you don't feel like doing them. Yeah. Do it when it's the hardest. Yep. Because when you if you're if, if it's the hardest to do it, that's when you, that's how you know you need to do it. The most. You need it the most for sure. So for sure. That's it, guys. I have a client that's been waiting on me for 10 minutes. All right, let's I do it. I feel kind of bad. So go ahead. I'll wrap it uh, up. Yeah, that's it. Love you guys. And I'll see you on the next podcast. And I'm going to hand it over to Savan. Everybody give him a round of applause. No, that's it. We're just going to sign off. Uh, thanks again, guys, for all the support, all the love. We appreciate it. Um, we'll keep bringing you guys good content. You guys keep sharing our stuff. And uh, we'll leave it at that. So peace out. Have a great one. We'll talk to you soon. What's up? Guys, welcome to another episode of the Movement Podcast, where everything's made up and the points don't matter. That was fast. It was. Actually, we're on a mission to create a movement of like-minded people who want to win and want to see others win. I am Trevor Miller. To my left is Stefan Alon. To your straight, because I'm straight in front Well, of you. if I turned you forward, turned. You, you would be turned. to my left. You're a liar. You're tell, actually to my 45. Tell left. everyone what you did in the car this morning. What I did in the car? On the way uh, here. For some reason, I was, I don't know, I was just thinking randomly. And then in my head, I said Stefan's name. And then I froze on his name for a reason, for some reason. And then I said it again. And then I just kept saying it. And I started laughing because I was like, I don't know. I started saying it with a French accent. And if you say it with a French accent, it sounds like a French name. <laughs> Stefan. Yeah. You can't say Trevor in a fr French accent to make it sound French. Try. I can't. I don't know how. Everybody who's listening to this, Trevor, try. Trevor. No, Trevor. it's not Trevor. It's Trevor. Trevor in a French accent. Try to say Trevor in a French accent. I'm trying to even get my French accent going right now. I okay, just say head. Stefan in a French accent. Stefan. That's not. There you go. Now they're in it. <laughs> wait. Stay hold home. Hold on. Wait. Oh, stay home. Oh, travel. Okay. See? There you go. Bon I, feel like a French... <laughs> I feel like a French person saying anyone's name would be. I feel like French accent. to get your French voice going, all you have to do is go. Oh, ha, ha. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that helps me go. True or false. You helps say. you go. Okay. All right. Well. If you're new, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Usually we have a script. Today we said fuck it. Mm -hmm. We don't know what we're talking about, but it's Wednesday, which means it's podcast day. And uh, that doesn't mean I'm going to post it today, but I'll post it by Friday at the latest. Got to produce the content. Got to produce the content. Do your best Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's a grunt of frustration. That sounded like you were literally trying to say something. Daldaba. 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 Use your muscles. I know what it You're was. so puny. Oh, there. See? You're so puny. Use your muscles. Daldaba. Sounds just like him. Yep. You're the you governor. Go. You're better. I'm go. not. Say, I'm the governor of California. I am. Say it. I'm the governor. Say it in an Arnold voice. I'm the governor of Texas. That's more like George Bush. I wish I could do accents like just. There's people out there that can do crazy, insane accents. Who was I watching recently? He was doing. Oh, I can't remember it. It was on TikTok, which TikTok is stupid. I don't like it. I love it, but I don't like it. Do you TikTok? I do. It's been a minute. Do you talk the tick? It's been a minute. Also, I want to apologize because I can't figure out what the hell is going on with this. But every time I listen back to our episodes, there's like some weird buzzing. Maybe it's just my car. 
it's not my car because I unplugged it and listened to it through my phone and it's still there. You solved that real quick. I have no idea where it's at. Hmm. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's a phone. <laughs> Maybe it's a phone. We just simultaneously both moved our phones away from the mic. I don't know. It's weird. So if you guys experience that, look, we're on a budget. All right. <laughs> We've had the same mic for the last three years. Has it been three? Something like that. Two. We used to take three. shots of whiskey. It was three. It's been episodes. it's been almost three, and we only had this is episode number sixty seven. Wow. We're well, this is great. the most consistent we've been. Be- yes, when COVID started, we did like, I don't know, between episode one and ten, it took us like a year and a half, mm-hmm. at least. And our motivation to do an episode was to drink. To drink. Ugh. Disgusting. You're done with seventy five hard. I am. How's it been post seventy five hard? It's been awesome. I have had one day of drinking. The whole so, day? No. I'm just saying I had one day where I drank. Okay. And I didn't start drinking. How long like, have you been done for? Um, today, I got done on... I can't even remember the day it was. It was a Friday. I started on... A, no, my last day was a Saturday. My first day off was a Sunday. I don't remember what date it was. But I did not drink until the following weekend, the following Saturday. So I went a whole week after I finished 75 hard with no drinks. And then that Saturday, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to have some drinks. And I did. And it was awful. <laughs> Gosh, it was nothing like I remembered. I, I don't even, I don't, know, I don't know how to explain it, but I did not enjoy it. You didn't enjoy it during it? I didn't enjoy it during it. You either. didn't? No. Oh, okay. I did not. I didn't know you didn't enjoy it. I wasn't it like like while while I was drinking when I was when I had my buzz and everything, I wasn't like, oh my God, this is awful. But I was like, this is not as fun as I remember. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, I didn't have a hangover like most people's hangovers. Like I wasn't nauseous. I didn't have a pounding headache. None of that. I had a I got a very minor headache after I had been awake for like an hour. But that was probably just because I was a little dehydrated and because I hadn't eaten yet. But after I downed some water and ate something, like my headache was gone. I was just extremely tired. You're always tired. No, not. I'm awake right now. Look. I didn't say you're always asleep. It says you're always tired. What's the opposite of tired? <laughs> if the okay, if the opposite of sleep is awake, what's the opposite of tired? Energized? energized that's my answer okay i'm full energy right now look at me (laughs) just because you open your eyes wide yeah doesn't mean you're full of energy that absolutely means i'm full of energy i am i can do jumping jacks and push-ups i did that earlier and i can do a backflip you can i won't hurt your heel but i can Mm. that was bad yep you know what else was bad that a lot of mizzou fans don't like the fact that KU just won the national championship. They did? Yes. I know sports. Do you watch sports? I don't watch basketball. No, you don't. I know. That's okay. I just said that. But, yeah, they won. They won. They yeah. were losing at halftime. Who did they play? They played. Villanova. No, they did not they play. They played Villanova. Georgetown. They did not play. They played Duke. Nope. They played Mizzou. No. Oh, I'm my god! kidding. Mizzou couldn't even Mizzou pay didn't their way off. into the championship this year. They didn't get out of the first round this year. They, got, they lost to Arkansas, didn't they? No. <laughs> Tennessee. Mizzou, come on. Mizzou lost. Mizzou didn't even get to into the tournament. I thought they were in the tournament. No. Oh, I literally they didn't even they, make the NIT tournament. I thought they made it and lost in the first round. They lost in the first round of – their regular season so they lost their last game of the regular season yeah they lost a lot of games mm-hmm. they didn't even make they didn't make any postseason tournament did they lose rally for ryan this year they tied didn't they or no they won no they won they, that was the game they beat arkansas they barely won so they had a big ass lead and then arkansas came back i don't know and I then mizzou win. ended up winning i'll take your word. i remember okay. jj went to the game with hannah and she was keeping me posted we were all at the game i was not you didn't go to the rally for Ryan game? I was here coaching class. Everybody left it. She didn't even come to 530 class. What game did you go to? That was the week before. Oh, that wasn't rally for Ryan? Nope. That was when we played. Okay. I can't remember. That was rally for Ryan. That was 100% not rally for it Ryan. It was. It was. It was not. Yes, it, I 
It is factual. It was. Because that was the it game. It was Rally for Ryan. Was rally because for I videotaped Ryan. Brad yes. speaking. We sat And we the- won. It was the game after that that they went to. I don't know what game. I don't even know why they went to the game. Oh, it was the game that you got all those free tickets. Yeah. That's what it was. I didn't go to that game. You're doing great. I went to the Rally for Ryan game. That was on a Saturday, and I was present. <laughs> I, you I was there. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Mentally? I was on 75 hard. I know. I'm I didn't have saying, anything to drink. It was funny because you were like 100%. I know where I was. You were wrong. I was. No, Mizzou did Look, not make the first time for everything, okay? Well, you being wrong? Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Mizzou did not make the tournament because they're not good at basketball. What? Also, and... they played Ole Miss for Rally for Ryan, I remember. Mm-hmm. And then the following week is when they played to Arkansas and barely won. If I remember correctly. I don't think they beat Arkansas Anyways. this year. It doesn't matter. Anyways. Mizzou did not make it. KU did. Obviously, being in Columbia, there are a lot of KU haters. Mm-hmm. They um, hate greatness. And they just hate. I don't get That's a topic I do am curious. I'm curious about. Why? Okay. Tom Brady, love him or hate him? Love. Why? Because he's great. Did you ever and hate he's him? A win- I've never hated Tom never? Brady. Never? No. I did because I was a Colts fan and everybody in the AFC hated him. That's That so was a competitive. I've never hate I have never had a team that I was a diehard fan. Like, I'm a fan of. Yeah. Like I liked the Rams because I lived in St. Louis. I okay. I think I shouldn't say never. Well, I like multiple teams. Like I was gonna say the Cardinals, like the baseball Cardinals, because again St. Louis, and I grew up watching them. You are definitely a Cardinals. I am fan. a Cardinals fan, but I'm also other baseball team yeah. fans too. Just because you're a specific team fan doesn't mean you can't like other teams. True. But anytime the Cardinals are playing for some playing somebody, Obviously, you want I'm the Cardinals to win. Yes. So you are a Cardinals okay. fan. I'm a Cardinals fan. But no other sport am I like that. I don't really care who wins. Yeah. I like to see underdogs win. Yes. But and I, also, I like to see but I Tom like to Brady see win. Winners win. Yep. So but if Tom Brady's getting beat by like the Dolphins, I'm not mad about it. Who cares? Kind of like that's kinda cool. Yeah. But no, people don't I don't I can't grasp how people don't like Tom Brady. How people don't like Alabama, how people don't like KU basketball. Like I get the rival part of it. Yes, but the rivalry. I, I, understand. I understand that. But even within the rivalry, you have to, you can't just say, "Man, respect to them." Man, fuck them. I hope they lose everything. Like, come on, why? Just respect greatness. Just love greatness. greatness. I just so, can't. I just can't do that. I started admiring Tom Brady probably five-ish years ago. Um, if he ever played a team that I that I was a fan of, I of course wanted that team to win. But if he won, I wasn't like, "Ma, fuck him." Yeah. Like, I was like, "Well, it's Tom Brady. I'm glad to see him win." I guess I'm also just going back to the concept of like I don't have a team, so mm-hmm. enjoy. I I watch sports because I enjoy sports. Right. Like I enjoy watching competition. I enjoy watching teams come back, which again, in the championship game, KU was down at halftime by 15 points, which was the oh, largest. Sure. And who did they play? They played uh, North Carolina. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, that's right. Which was Lauren the largest was halftime deficit ever in a championship game in March Madness. Um, and they came back and won. Dang. So good for I like, them. I like sto- because they're good. It's Isn't KU. it funny too how you can be rooting for the underdog at the start of the game? I know. And then at halftime, the underdog changes, and you're like, "I want the other team to win." I've that. done that. <laughs> I've 100 done that because I like seeing, I like seeing people kind of like prevail through yes hard times. I have been 100 percent in spots where I'm like, "Man, I hope this team gets their ass beat." And then at halftime, they're getting their ass beat, and I'm like, a little part of me is like, "I hope they come back." Like, come back and win. Perfect example, and then was, they start coming back and winning. I'm like, yeah. Perfect example was the um, Atlanta Falcons and I was I was waiting for you New to England say Patriots it, Super Bowl and if you didn't say it, then I was going to say it. I wanted. They were down by 28 points in the fourth quarter. Yes, I I think I wanted Tom Brady. I wanted the Patriots to win, but I was also like, it'd be cool at the beginning of the game because Atlanta was obviously the underdog, right? I was like, well, it'd be cool if it. And they've never won a Super Bowl, right? So yeah, I was in the same. It'd be cool if they could pull it out, and then they go on and in the first half just dominating. I'm like, all right, I kind of want Tom Brady to win now. And then coming out of halftime, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Turn that shit around. Well, even still, out of halftime, like 
they were like I said going into the fourth quarter, they were down yeah. by 28 points, yeah. and I was like, damn. Just the whole throws a touch or they score a touchdown. I can't remember how it was. Surely it was a touchdown pass, and I was like, oh. And then they scored another one. I go, here he comes. Yeah. Motherfucker came back. I and I, as, when they won in overtime, I was like, fucking right. And I think maybe it's because I, re- especially more so now, I can relate to the concept of being an underdog. When mm-hmm. you can. Yeah, for sure. As entrepreneurs out to start something from nothing. Like we're an underdog. Mm-hmm. People don't expect us to win or succeed. We literally have people tell us in our faces um, that you're going to fail, you're not going to succeed, or talk about us behind our back, yeah. um, that we're going to fail. Which obviously it's we don't know short. for sure, but pretty sure that happens. It's not, yeah, it's not factual. It's not factual, but it is. Um, so I think that's why I just like the concept of seeing and hearing their story and hearing what, you know, what the halftime talk was like or the locker room was like or what so-and-so said the last play, like all those things, because they, that you can just relate to them. And I, and for, I feel like everybody to an extent, at some point you're an underdog. Yeah. Like you have the odds stacked against you. You should not make it, whether it's the community you grew up in, your family situation, your financial situation as a kid, like all of us have some concept to us where we should not have, we should not be where we're at. Yeah. So for me, when I love, Tom Brady or Nick Saban or Alabama, or I, I appreciate even I'll say that word KU basketball or whatever. It's just like, because I like seeing greatness continue to prevail because throughout their whole season, every sport, that team is down at some point, Mm -hmm. there is doubt at some point to where commentators or sports analysts are like, Oh, they're just not the same. They're not going to make make it. it. They can't do it. They can't put it together. Tom Brady's washed up. It's like, just watch me. Mm-hmm. Just Tom Brady's like, just just watch. Get like uh, Terrell Owens used to say, get your popcorn ready. Yeah, like get your freaking popcorn ready. So I like that, and I think I think more people should. Obviously, like I said, in the spirits of a rivalry, I get the no, I don't want Kate. Like especially yeah. Mizzou fans, I don't like. I get that, but Same you time. should be able to also say. And I and I know people in class and on social media who like after the fact just hate the fact that KU won. I'm like, Mizzou's not even playing. Yeah. You still can't just be like, man, good for them. Yeah. I mean, winners win. They do. What happens? Winners win. So I love, I just love the building of momentum. Yeah. I love to watch it. Whether it's a, whether it's an underdog or a team that's supposed to win. I just love when you start seeing momentum go and then it just continues. Like Mm -hmm. it's a weird feeling. It's an awesome feeling. Like now if the, if the team who's supposed to dominate starts their momentum from the get go and it just turns out to be a complete ass whipping, I'm like, all right, this is boring. Yeah. Yeah. But in close games or when teams are down and you start to see that momentum, it's just a super cool feeling to watch it and to feel it. Yeah. Even if you're just watching on your TV or you're playing or whatever it is, like I just love the feeling that momentum has. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Yeah, it is, and I think it's again something people should just appreciate more. Just appreciate it. You can hate them all you want to, but you at least got to respect it and appreciate it. And maybe it's this too. And I, I think I, not I think I know. I picked this up from Andy. Talks about this all the time. Just wanting people to fail, and the way he puts it is like if you if you wish that upon people that's you telling the universe that you don't want to win yourself that you don't like winning you don't like winning you like don't I, like winning yeah, yeah you don't like winning yeah that's exactly how he puts it and so maybe there's a concept of me it's like and i don't think this consciously but maybe subconsciously i'm like i want to see people win no matter or teams or whatever no matter what because again i want to put out mm-hmm. or give the vibes off that i like winning like i want to win yep on great things to happen. I'm not just going to wait for them. We're going to work for it. But like, I want that for myself too. So why would I not want somebody else, somebody else to win or somebody else to do good? Even if it's a competitor of ours, like I don't have any ill will against other no. gyms. Like I don't care, but I'm also not like, Oh, I hope you fucking lose. Like, I don't care. Right. I'm not going to say that. If you do great. Awesome. Great. But just know I'm coming too. And we're going to get ours. There, There's enough winning for everybody in the world. And yes. I think that's what people, um, don't understand is when they want somebody to fail it's it's like they it's think like scarcity by, mindset they think that 
by the other person winning, it's taking something away from them. Yeah. It's like, no, motherfucker, you can go out and win too. Yeah. There's enough winning out there for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So whether somebody else wins or loses really doesn't affect you, even if it is a competitor. If it's a competitor and they win, okay, you can go win too. Yeah. And you should look at it as, oh, that's potential. Like, yeah, that's, it's like every time someone wins, a person you know wins, a competitor wins, that should be motivation in the sense of you now seeing what is possible. And stepping your shit up. some point during that process or journey of your competitor or even yourself, like there's a line of, there's always a line. And a win means that person got over that line Mm -hmm. of being held back or the limit of what you thought was possible. So when you see that, you're now like, oh, shit. Like Tom Brady, everyone was like, he can only probably win this many rings. Every time he won another one, it's like, damn, he can win another one? Well, even before that, like, he was lucky to get drafted. Right. He got drafted in the seventh round. starting there, drafted. He got drafted in the seventh round. I think you made a great point. Like, everyone starts – nobody just starts off as a winner. Nobody, yeah. unless you're coming into a to Alabama and you haven't lost a single game in your entire life, literally your entire life, yeah. and then you go to Alabama where they've won, had winning seasons for the last I don't know 15, 20 years. Yeah. That's the only time. That's the only time that you like started off and just kind of moved into another winning. Program, but how right. many times does that happen? But even, yeah, and even before how that, many times though, have you heard of somebody not losing a single game their entire ever? Yeah, doesn't happen. Yeah. So even these super successful programs who have built dynasties, they weren't always like that. Right. They built a dynasty. They didn't they had, start off as a dynasty. So they had, they've had Drew Blitzo years. Yeah. Like, but it, yeah, it all start. It all starts somewhere. And like I said, I think like you said, just understanding there is not a limit on winning. There is an abundance. And uh, Tim Grover talks about that in his book, just that concept of like, yes, being tenacious to win and working at it. But it's like, if you have this scarcity mindset that, oh crap, they won. So I can't, they, they made this much money this year. That sucks. Now I can't like, yeah, you can, you can now, you now know what is possible and what, that you can go beyond that. And like I said, just the example of Tom Brady, like when he won maybe his first ring or his second ring, it was just like, I'm sure there were critics saying there's no way he can win another one. Like that's He impossible. got lucky. Yeah, he got lucky. 100% they were it's saying like, that. Because his first – Every time he proved them wrong and got further and further. And now I remember on first take, Max Kellerman, who was an analyst on there, to before he, he finished with the Patriots and went to Tampa Bay – he was literally writing Tom Brady off. He's like, he's washed up. He's about to fall off the cliff. Like, he's done. This dude goes to another team and wins another Super Bowl. So, again, it just shows And almost another... made it back. Yeah, I know. And that, yeah, it almost, almost went back. Almost made but it back. On a fucking comeback. Yeah. Last minute drive. Yeah. That went to overtime. Yeah. And it just shows, you know, uh, maybe a quarterback in 15 years. It's like, your ceiling is not just getting drafted your ceiling is not just becoming a pro bowl quarterback it's not just winning one super bowl or two like tom brady has proven you don't really have a ceiling mm-hmm. you go as far as you're able to of course really we to. all have a story we all have um for lack of a better terms some kind of a just depending on what you believe but there's some concept of a script for our lives but many people don't even get to reveal that full script because they just limit themselves it's like a lot of the a lot of the shit in your life is like it's there for you to go get but if you limit yourself and you say oh that's that's not me i can't do that it's like you don't know and i love um ed Milet. he he talks about this concept of like something that i think really changed things for him was he talked about this concept of like he believes he's like when i die i believe i'm going to meet the person that I could have became. Mm-hmm. And I want to be that person. I don't want to meet that person. I want to be that person. So it's just like that concept of like, man, 
stop limiting yourself. And that all just goes back to how this whole rant really started of like, don't wish bad things upon people. Cause that's just saying you don't want to get that is literally just putting out in the universe that you don't like winning. You don't like success. Yeah. So if you have ill will on somebody else, like just saying that thinking it is one thing, stop the thoughts. But once you put that into words, that is just out there now. And words are powerful. People, I mean, there's a lot of thoughts on like the effect of words and some people might think we're crazy or some people might think that others are crazy for saying like what you say actually matters. It fucking does, dude. That shit is Go look at all these people who are winning, who are super successful. They talk about and watch watch, listen to how they talk. And listen to how how they talk about how important your words are. Like that shit matters. (laughs) And you know what? Even if you don't think it does matter. What's the harm in just pretending that you do matter? Yeah, that it does work. Yeah, It's like, it's the same thing as choosing to believe in God or not to believe in God. Like, I believe in God. I've, I heard this from my seventh grade teacher and I'll never forget it. And I think about it pretty often. I believe in God. If I'm wrong, what happens? Nothing. Nothing happens. Yeah. Somebody else who doesn't believe in God. If they're wrong, what happens? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same concept for, for thinking that your words don't matter. If you're conscious about what you say and everything that you say is based on like winning and being successful and like accomplishing the goals that you want. If all your words portray that or whatever the word I'm looking for, I can't think of the word. Portray is good, yeah. Portray that if all your words, if, if you speak as if you truly believe that your words matter and you're wrong, what happens? You're just where you're at. Or probably even further. Like Yeah, it's, still it's, further. To me, because when you a positive said that, mindset. Whole, in my head, when you were, I know where you were going with that, but in my head, I'm like, it's like you shoot, you shoot for the moon and land, or shoot land for the stars on, and land on the moon. I think it's opposite. Shoot Whatever, you get it. You shoot for the, <laughs> shoot shoot for for the moon and you still land on the stars. Shoot for the moon, because even if even if you miss, you'll land amongst the stars. I gotta fucking look this shit up now. Alan Dykins, 20, 2009. Shoot, it's a hundred. It's definitely shoot for the moon, because even if you miss, you land. Shoot for the stars. Aim for. Mm. Shoot for the moon, because even if you miss, you land among the stars. Aim for the moon if you miss. Oh yes. See. Aim for the moon. If you miss, you may hit a star. Oh, okay. All right, cool. If you're nice. shooting for the stars, which star are you shooting for? I am smoking a lot of them. <laughs> Does it matter? Just shotgun effect. So anyways. But yes, if, that's if, what I was if, thinking if you, when you yeah. said that. Just the concept of that. Yeah. It's like, well, damn, that was my goal. But I came up a little short. And this, quote unquote, short that I landed on is still, still pretty, pretty damn freaking good. awesome. But if you don't even give yourself an opportunity to reach for that crazy wild dream or goal whatever that's in your head then yeah you will just you'll always be you'll just be negative be negative you'll be what if you'll be yeah i just can't like, get away from me i can't do that think about just being negative your whole life speaking negativity and just like being mad and upset about how ugly someone's shoes are Ew. i can't do it why would you want to be like that people just it's insecurities it's a they they don't have they have bad self-awareness. I mean, I'm re- literally reading about all this stuff mm-hmm. in that Gary Vee book right now, um, which is so good. Um, it's called The Twelve by Gary Vee, if you want to look it up. But shout out to Addie for the gift. But anyways, it's I think people just lack self-awareness. They lack. And what I mean by self-awareness is they are self-aware when they are negative. That means they don't lack self-awareness. Sorry. In the realm of self-awareness, they know what they're not willing to do. So because they know that and they won't take action or work hard or put in the time, put in the effort or whatever, they would just rather drag people down than to just understand that honestly, what other people do, that does not matter. Mm -hmm. What matters is what you do, but you know, you're not going to work. You know, you're not going to put in the effort. You know, you're not going to put in the time. So because of that, it's like, well, I might as well just drag people down. I think Kanye said something along the lines. I'm probably going to butcher it, but it was something to the effect of like, if you don't try, then there's no heartbreak mm. or something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like if you don't give any effort, then you're not going to be disappointed. Yeah. And it's easier to not put any effort and not be disappointed than it is to try as hard as you possibly can and maybe fail. Yeah. Which I get it, but. I do, but then at the same time, I don't because. That's a lot. That's like you're just playing it safe. Why? Why do you want to play it safe? Why do you want to live this mediocre life? Why do you want to? And all these just guys get by doing about. the bare minimum. Like people should show up to work just to work and just pass time and get a paycheck. Like I get wanting to pay the bills, but at least try. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's frustrating, but I also know not everybody is wired the way we are, and I say mm-hmm. that like hesitantly because I don't want to come off as like cocky or something or special. But yeah. we are wired differently. <laughs> like I'm not ashamed of it. We are. We are. We're very highly motivated and driven individuals. And so like whenever someone is negative or they're, they don't want to work hard or they just would rather complain. I'm just like, I can't, like, I can't do that. I, Cause I can't, I don't, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't. And I, I don't know. I just, it's frustrating because I'm like, you don't even, you don't know what you're capable of and you would rather just sulk and complain then discover and figure out and be curious. Like, just be curious. You don't know what could happen, but you would just rather complain because that's easy. 